watch. For you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Psalm 100 Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Know this, the Lord himself is God. He himself has made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and call upon his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his faithfulness endures from age to age. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Psalm 25 To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. My God, I put my trust in you. Let me not be humiliated, nor let my enemies triumph over me. Let none who look to you be put to shame. Let the treacherous be disappointed in their schemes. Show me your ways, O Lord, and teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. In you have I trusted all the day long. Remember, O Lord, your compassion and love, for they are from everlasting. Remember not the sins of my youth and my transgressions. Remember me according to your love and for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Gracious and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he teaches sinners in his way. He guides the humble in doing right and teaches his way to the lowly. All the paths of the Lord are love and faithfulness to those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. A reading from Jeremiah. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called, 
The Lord is our righteousness. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Canticle 12, Part 1 Glorify the Lord, all you works of the Lord. Praise Him and highly exalt Him forever. In the firmament of His power glorify the Lord. Praise Him and highly exalt Him forever. Glorify the Lord, you angels and all powers of the Lord. O heavens and all waters above the heavens, sun and moon and stars of the sky, glorify the Lord. Praise Him and highly exalt Him forever. Glorify the Lord, every shower of rain and fall of dew, all winds and fire and heat. Winter and summer, glorify the Lord. Praise Him and highly exalt Him forever. Glorify the Lord, O chill and cold, drops of dew and flakes of snow, frost and cold, ice and sleet, glorify the Lord. Praise Him and highly exalt Him forever. Glorify the Lord, O nights and days, O shining light and enfolding dark, storm clouds and thunderbolts, glorify the Lord. Praise Him and highly exalt Him forever. A reading from 1 Thessalonians. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy that we feel before our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you face to face and restore whatever is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, just as we abound in love for you. And may he so strengthen your hearts in holiness that you may be blameless before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Canticle 12, Part 3 Let the people of God glorify the Lord, praise Him and highly exalt Him forever. Glorify the Lord, O priests and servants of the Lord, praise Him and highly exalt Him forever. Glorify the Lord, O spirits and souls of the righteous, praise Him and highly exalt Him forever. You that are holy and humble of heart, glorify the Lord, Praise Him, and highly exalt Him forever. Let us glorify the Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Praise Him, and highly exalt Him forever. In the firmament of His power, glorify the Lord. Praise Him, and highly exalt Him forever.
A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said, There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on earth, distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that the summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life, and that day catch you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Good morning. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving this week. I hope you were able to eat too much food and spend long times doing nothing. It was crazy this year. I feel like even more than in years past, people leapt ahead of Thanksgiving straight to Christmas. Now, I get it. Like Friday morning after you eat all that Thanksgiving supper, you want to get up and maybe do some shopping or even start pulling out your decorations. But this year, I feel like a week or two weeks before Thanksgiving... It's like for the past few years, we've collectively just been choosing a holiday where it's like July 4th at CVS. And then immediately after the 4th of July and they take down all the American flag accoutrement, immediately they start putting up stuff for Halloween. And as soon as Halloween is done, they replace it with Christmas candy. And it's like pretty soon we're just going to jump straight to Easter, right? Like the day after Christmas, like January 2nd, they're going to throw up all the Easter candy and start marketing that. It's kind of like we get to just choose whichever season we, we want or whatever holiday. And I'm no Grinch. I love it. I love preparing my house now. I've been uh, outside putting lights outside the house. I'm going to start hanging Christmas lights inside the house. And it's wonderful and exciting. Sometimes Episcopalians can, get, uh, can be a bit fuddy-duddy about skipping Advent. Because we're so excited. Because everyone is excited for Christmas. And I love it. I love everything that builds up to Christmas. I love being with family. I love being with friends. I love preparing the house. I love seeing the lights. And it's the anticipation, right? It's the anticipation of Christmas is coming. And that's what Advent is. The season of Advent isn't about delaying Christmas or saying, no, we can't hang up stuff too early or we want to deny that excitement of the season. It's the time to get excited. It's the time to build the fervor. It's a season of anticipating that Jesus Christ is coming into the world. It's a season of anticipating the joy of what it means to be a Christian. So I don't believe we have to just skip to whatever holiday we want. But also it's a time to sit and relax and be in the anticipation. And it's a season of invitation. 
You know, there's a difference between guests and visitors to your house. You know, the person who comes and works on your HVAC unit or the plumber, they're a visitor to your house. Like, you let them in, you're kind to them, they need a cup of water, you want to be gracious and hospitable. But you're kind of also excited for them to leave. You've been waiting around all day just for them to arrive. And you don't really want them there all afternoon. You come, you visit, you do what you need to do, and you leave. But a guest is something different. A guest is someone you invite into your home for Thanksgiving supper, for the holidays. It's someone for whom you've been cooking and preparing your house all day. It's someone that you want to say, eat everything and stay all night. A guest is so welcome that you want to open yourself and, and you're excited, right? Like you're preparing a turkey and you're excited for the four hours of preparation. You know, you're excited for them to try it and to taste it because it's good. Because you've been anticipating this and you're excited and you're overwhelmed by that. In a way, Advent is also about in the invitation to others. To say we are excited about what's happening in our church. We're excited about the ministries that we're called to as Christians. We're excited about our lives as disciples. And we want to invite others to be guests alongside of us. We've tasted something that's rich and wonderful and delicious and we want to share it. We have lived now coming up on almost two years exactly since we were first introduced into COVID. We were introduced into this whole new pandemic world, and the world will forever be changed. You've heard me preach about this, and I've been talking about it a lot. I think it kind of advanced, in some ways, the decline of the church by 15 to 20 years. We've been seeing these national trends. We've been watching Gallup polls, the people who claim to be Christians, but less and less frequently actually show up at church. We've been seeing these trends and COVID exacerbated that and leapt forward like a quantum leap by about 15 to 20 years. For the first year, we were telling people don't come because we weren't sure how to be safe in community. We were saying don't come to church. Don't come and gather in large groups. Let's not be together. And now that we're returning and now that things are beginning to normalize and now that the vaccine is wildly available and in our church, in our circumstance, widely used, and we do believe we're able to gather safely, we see that church is about half the size of what was pre-pandemic. And it's not unique to St. Thomas that this is happening to every church across the nation in every denomination. The churches are about half full. Some people are staying away, of course, because they're scared of COVID and there's not enough safety protocols. Some people have stayed away because there's too many protocols that they don't want to have to have any restriction at all. And some folks are staying away just because they got out of the rhythm because there's a disruption in practice. It's like having a gym membership and you're doing really good and you're waking up at 5:30 AM every day. And then you skip a week or you pull a muscle. And so you take a few days off and then you realize it's kind of nice to have that moment to yourself. It's kind of nice to sleep in. Oh, you, you keep the gym membership. You know where the gym is, but you wake up and you realize it's been six months since you've gone. And I think that's happening to a lot of us. And for a church like St. Thomas, that's just not going to be sufficient for us going forward. It's not sufficient for us to, to fly at half-mast. Because we're a small church and we run a tight ship, because we depend 
on every member to be active and vital because we're not just Globo Gym. We're kind of every man's gym where we need all the members to show up just to help us move the weights and put them back on the racks to keep the equipment functioning. We need everybody we can possibly have to keep going because it's not a ministry that's happening for the people. It's happening of and with us as a people. We need a full and vibrant church just to exist. And I think 2022 is going to be this year where we have to have real deep and creative thoughts about how we adapt and how we grow so that we can be vital, so that we can do the ministry that we're called to do, so that we can go out and live the the gospel message and we can proclaim Christ and we can be light to the world so that we can be the very, very best version of St. Thomas. But it's going to take all of us and it's going to take more of us. I think what we're going to have to do is have make it a year, not just a season, but a year of invitation, a year of going out excited, inviting people to come in as our guests. We have to go out and find our friends. You know, what's the hardest barrier to, to coming into a new church? The hardest thing, the scariest thing is walking through the door and not knowing who's on the other side. The hardest thing is to walk through the door because you don't know who's going to be there, where you'll sit, what the practice is. It's so intimidating and scary. And the only thing we can do to make that less is by inviting people saying, come sit with me. I'll meet you in the parking lot. I'll walk with you. I'll show you how to use the bulletin. You come. And when you walk through that door, there'll be a friendly face on the other side. It's going to take all of us thinking of St. Thomas as our home that we're preparing for the holidays and we want to go out and find our guests. Not just to fill it up, but because it's good, because it's exciting, because we're preparing things that are wonderful, because together we're creating a ministry, together we're creating a home of God, and we want to go out and fill it up. It's a year of invitation, and it's not going to be just me, it's going to be all of us, it's going to be you, that you need to bring friends. You need to bring friends that are searching, that are hungry for good news, people that are searching for community, people who haven't found that place where they can plug in and meet and connect, that place where people can be fed spiritually and they can sit in the very reverent and perfect presence of Jesus Christ himself. We need to go out and invite people because what we taste at the table is wonderful and good and we can't wait to give it. We call Advent the beginning of the year. It's the beginning of the church year because we're anticipating now Christmas and we're inviting people people and we're inviting guests into the home. But I think that this year of 2022, this is the new year. And what a perfect way to begin with Advent, anticipating something great, anticipating the best news we can ever imagine and inviting people to our table to celebrate with us. I invite you to observe this holy season of Advent. I invite you with prayer contemplation. I invite you to practice with us our reverse Advent calendar. We have reverse Advent calendar this year where instead of receiving something every day, we're creating bags that we're putting something into every day. We're putting in something that would help someone who's living on the street, someone who's homeless. We're doing this as a way of preparing ourselves as invitational Christians, not people who are taking and consuming, but people who are giving and outreaching and living out in the world. And maybe more importantly, I invite you into this year to think of this as an Advent year. This is the new beginning of our life post-pandemic, post-COVID. This is the beginning of our new life together. What does it look like to be a post-pandemic church of God doing God's mission? And how are you part of that? How can you anticipate with excitement and eagerness 
and invite all whom you know to enjoy this beautiful heavenly banquet with us. I hope this is a blessed Advent for you and that you will receive the blessings of God by reaching out to be a blessing to someone else. Amen. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and put on the armor of light, now in the time of this mortal life in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal, through him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, you make us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of your Son, our Lord. Give us this day such blessing through our worship of you, that the week to come may be spent in your favor. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of this life we may not forget you, but remember that we are ever walking in your sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross, that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit, that we, reaching forth our hands in love, 
may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you. For the honor of your name. Amen. Let us give thanks to God, our Father, for all his gifts so freely bestowed upon us. For the beauty and wonder of your creation in earth and sky and sea, we thank you, Lord. For all that is gracious in the lives of men and women, revealing the image of Christ, we thank you, Lord. For our daily food and drink, our homes and families, and our friends, we thank you, Lord. For minds to think and hearts to love and hands to serve, we thank you, Lord. For health and strength to work and leisure to rest and play, we thank you, Lord. For the brave and courageous who are patient in suffering and faithful in adversity, we thank you, Lord. For all valiant seekers after truth, liberty, and justice, we thank you, Lord. For the communion of saints in all times and places, we thank you, Lord. Above all, we give you thanks for the great mercies and promises given to us in Christ Jesus, our Lord. To him be praise and glory with you, O Father, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia.